Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, and hello, sports fans. All things are getting good. It's October. We have baseball playoffs. The puck's about to drop. College football, pro football. So much to kibitz about, so little time. Let's do the best we can here with our main man. There he is, sitting on his perch atop of Hollywood. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? Oh, my God. It's funny you mentioned October. I had this idea for a movie. Um, the premise was like rom-com, so you don't have to worry about anybody stealing it because they don't really make those anymore. So I'll just say the idea. But uh, So rom-com uh, – Guy guy gets down at Wrigley Field, say, public proposal to his lady, and uh, she's, like, not so fast because he's a lunatic like one of us. And she's like, I have to believe that you care more about this relationship than you do about sports. And he's like, oh, oh, baby, 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 what, what, what would make you even say something like that? Of course I do. Here, here, put the ring on. And she's like, no, you have to prove it. This is all the first act. And then she says, you have to go a month with no sports. You can't mm. watch sports. You, you can't watch sports. You can't talk about sports. You have to give your fantasy football, you, you know, fantasy roto teams to your friends. You can't have anything to do with sports for a month. And if you pull this off, then I'll know, uh, you, you know, that this is a, a marriage that I should invest in. Uh, this would be a nice segue into Tom and Giselle. Uh, so then – so then he and his buddies have I'm not a familiar with those names. Or, well, a, I will get into those later. OK, uh, he, he, he and his buddies have a scene uh, where they debate what month they should go back to her with as a counteroffer. You know, they're they're just they're talking about the fallow months like where nothing's really going on. Um, you know, they're eliminating like, well, the Masters is in April, opening day is in April. Like, what's the, what's the real? I forget where they, they land. Obviously, can't have NFL playoffs, but they come back to her maybe with June. I, I don't know. What, I don't know what the, the counteroffer was. I can't remember. But then she goes, wait, you don't get to pick the month. It has to start now. And it's mm-hmm. September. 30, it's September 30th. It's like it has to start now and October is starting, you know, and this we're in it. This is the this is the best sports of the year. It is. It is such rote stuff on sports radio to debate it. But there really is no debate to be had here. This is not Peyton versus Brady in their respective primes when they would you would hear two two hosts go ahead. What are you crazy? You think he's better than ever? Well, they're both first ballot Hall of Famers. Neither neither opinion is is exactly loco, is it? This is not a real debate. October, clear cut, the best sports month. The air is getting nice and chill in most parts of sports America. Baseball, relevant, even if you don't like 162 regular season games, it's hard if you like sports to not get swept up in every essential pitch. There's something about... I, and I've learned... As somebody whose interest in baseball is diminished as his favorite baseball team has become completely irrelevant over the last 40 years, I still that there's something about the anxiety of watching the guy out on the hump in the seventh inning in a high leverage spot and a couple runners on base and 
the the baseball fans behind the home plate wearing uh, wearing their snow caps and their winter coats and everything. Oh, it's delicious stuff. And that's not even the sport I really want to talk about. I want to talk about pro football. We have to give our goat and goats of the week. We have that upcoming. Our best bets for the upcoming weekend. Very quickly, couple notes I have in front of me here that I want to pass along to you, the listener. Uh, make sure you're heading over to extrapoints.com in the arcade, playing against us with us in the weekly Pick'em series. Middling results so far for Damashek. No concern there. We're into October. It's going to get better and better and better as things go. Hey, am I here. number one? Am I number one in the in our picks? Do I have the most wins? I don't think so. I think it's Marty Weiss uh, from Extra Points and Lemon uh, Pepper Parlay. I got to be a couple close, of games. Though, right? I, I have yet to have a bad week. I got to be up there. Yeah, I laid a, I laid a real egg in week one that I'm still working to dig myself uh, the hole I, uh, I dug for myself then. Um, meantime, couple things. Kevin Hench is a fantasy football enthusiast, and he has a, a team in a certain fantasy football league that he shares with one Dan Dratch. Been meaning to give a shout-out to our guy Dratch. Make sure you get his album, Swim Jeans, available on SoundCloud. Go dig it up. I've likened it to, I don't know if this is um, is too obscure a reference, but uh, Seeing the Cake, it's got that kind of like jazzy rock and uh, fusion kind of sound a little bit, if you know what I'm what I'm getting at there. You've heard it, Hench. You yeah, we're the only uh, fantasy football team with a soundtrack. It's incredible. <laughs> Wait a second. The Cool Cats did have a fight song at one point uh, put together by the great... Uh, incomparable uh, Dick Banks. Eddie Spaghetti's here behind the glass. He's ready for his Yankees to roll. Cousin Sal's ready for his Metropolitans to roll. Go back and listen to all the great shows there on Extra Points put out this week, including Extra Points, Waiver Wired, all the rest of the shows. Track them down sooner rather than later. And uh, make sure you also, I put it on my social media feeds um, every week. On Tuesday nights, we go live on Spotify Live and we play Mr. Lister, the list-based sports trivia game. Uh, on Tuesday night, we had Chris Trapasso from CBS Sports, Brad Spielberger from PFF, PFF, both of whom you've heard on Minus 3 in the past and you will uh, soon again. A great, uh, a great heavyweight uh, bout between those two. And then we reissue it as a podcast later in the week. So track that down on hey, my, uh, speaking uh, of Mr. social media Lister, feed at Damashek. Yes. Mr. Lister, and, and I'm bringing it all together here, Shek. You, you mentioned right. Mr. Lister. You mentioned the last time your, your baseball team was relevant. Uh, this is too long a list for Mr. Lister, but it's a good list. 100 win teams that have lost the World Series. Uh, so I, I ran the category. I mean, I had a it's lot a of vast time. list. It's a, it's a pretty long list. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, they're great Yankee teams, great Dodger teams that, you know, but I thought what was interesting for you and your irrelevant baseball team, your, your formerly relevant baseball team that both those Orioles teams that the Buccos beat to bookend the 1970s were on that list. So both of those Orioles teams were hundred win teams uh, when when uh, they were vanquished uh, by the by the family. I don't know that I knew that about the seventy one O's, but yeah, they were a little star crossed for all their success. They only got the one in seventy, right? With uh, with Brooks Robinson, hundred win teams. I always think of the Mariners in uh, what was that? Um, I want to say sixty. The Yankees beat them. Sixty six. Two. All right. Even oh, the 66 old as well. 
Even the old Manning um, cast can't remember the, the 1966 World Series winner. We're um, going to get into our plays of the week. I want to throw out real quick college football. I like LSU plus three against Tennessee this week. Uh, the SEC is rugged. Guess what? The other conferences are too. Too much credit for for oh, surviving an SEC uh, an SEC game. Yeah, yeah, Big Ten teams are good too. ACC teams are good too. Nevertheless, Tennessee LSU is not uh, is coming around despite the loss last week. I like LSU to uh, a- as a dog there against uh, the Vols in what has been a special year. I also like Texas and Oklahoma going under sixty five and a half. I like Kansas plus seven, Michigan and Indiana. Pretty bankable stuff with the Hoosiers that they uh, that they tend to have big point totals for and against Michigan and Indiana are going to go over 59. I'll leave it off there with college football as we jump now into month old now. I enjoyed this segment. Goat and goat of the week. In fact, I have too many on both sides. I can't I couldn't just narrow it down to one. I have a couple on both sides. Kevin Hench, why don't you start us off with your goat of the week? All right. So so my goat of the week uh, that Niners defense, oh my gosh, that was Im- impressive. I mean, the Rams couldn't do anything. And when you're the, you know, the goal of a defense is obviously to limit the amount of space you have to defend, right? Make, you know, make the offense play in this little phone booth where you can just lick guys and, what the, the number one thing you need to do that is can you get pressure on the quarterback sending four guys? And so that Nick Bosa led defensive line is is getting pressure on the QB. So all the routes on the route tree that require some time just go away. So now you're just down to the smoke screens, the bubble screens, you know, and then what happens then you have other guys jumping the other guys, like the guy lines up over the tight end, he jumps the screen even because they've compressed the area they're covering. So like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw just laying so much lumber. That secondary is so active. And, you know, they nobody has moved the ball against them. They lose 11 to 10 because it, to Denver because Jimmy makes three terrible throws. Uh, they lose in a monsoon to the Bears. That defense is championship defense. They're, they're my goat of the week, but my goat of the week. And it gives me no mm. pleasure. It gives me mm. no pleasure to transition. Hard to my, right turn from your goat. To, hmm. to my That's goat of the week. Okay, Baker Mayfield. It's just not going to happen. I think we I think we all we all realized we didn't think it was going to happen, but now we know it's not going to happen. I can can I be honest with you? Well, I mean, listen, you can go back and listen. I did think it was going to happen. I thought oh, he was no. going to stick it to the oh, Cleveland no. Browns. I thought oh, he would. I thought I didn't think oh, he was going to the Super Bowl, but I thought he was oh, going I thought I thought they had a shot at 9 wins this year. Oh no. Very honest of you to to admit that now that we've seen cut the Cut that from the show. Is, cut that cut that is, out. Which the truth is uh Panthers, you know, fewest total yards in the league, uh, fewest first downs in the league. This this is how bad the Panthers offense is with Baker Mayfield running the show. Okay, the aforementioned GOAT, San Francisco Niners defense, best in the league, has allowed the fewest first downs in the league, 64 first downs through the first month of the season. That's the best defense in the league. The Panthers offense has accrued 56 first downs over the entire first month of the season. So think about it. The Niners have the best defense in the league. 
When the Panthers are on offense, every team they play has a better defense than the Niners defense. They, mm. they move the ball equally poorly against every defense because poor Baker Mayfield's the 30th ranked quarterback in the NFL. Yo, that is some that is some stat. I got great news for you. On extra points, Cousin Sal and I both picked the Carolina Panthers okay. to win that well, game outright. I, I am I am on the other side of that, as as you might well imagine, because and I also got my um my Niners plus six twenty five to win the NFC bet down, uh, which I'll throw out here because you know I think they they've got the formula is back. You know, just run the ball, play defense. Make sure Jimmy doesn't throw it over a yard beyond the line of scrimmage. It's a, it, I think it's a winning formula, and and they definitely seem better than the rest of the teams in their division. I agree, except for the fact that, as you say, I mean, there are a lot of good two-and-two two teams out there, but they are trying to and have with Kyle Shanahan, the offensive wizard, the defense is mighty, and they keep, you know, they try to win games knuckleball style, and I enjoy that kind of ball, but you lose games that are weird, that are in a, you lost to the Bears in week one, and you lost to the Broncos, who scored 11 points against you. That's what happens. I could absolutely see short week traveling across football America for this game uh, against the team that in that locker room has to understand. I don't know if it's the, the thing that makes me pause and think maybe the Niners will get them is it seems like the players. Uh, don't like Matt Rule at this point. It seems like they have uh, no <laughs> regard for the guy. But if they do care at all about their own jobs and their coach's job, um, they they better do something soon or else it's a lost season in early October. I mean, they lose this one. They get hammered in this game. I don't know. Maybe as soon as next Monday, well, they'll be replacing Matt Rule. I mean, if Darnold was ready, he would probably be starting, right? I mean, you know, it's... It, 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 Four games is a pretty big sample size of whether you can move move the ball up and down the field, which they can't. Um, and and you know you drafted a quarterback, he got hurt. You have you have the number one and two draft picks on your roster, and you have no quarterback. Uh, it's it's insane. All right, who are your goats? All right, well now let Eddie Spaghetti let it, let's give him his shine. He I'm sure he wants to talk about. All right, I don't know the order. Am I go ahead, go ahead, go party? ahead. Talk about the judge is whatever. What do you got to do? The judge, I'm about pound, 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 whatever. Go ahead, Spaghetti. Um, yep. Uh, I mean, I think you know the Yankees, whatever, 120 plus years of existence. Aaron Judge breaking the home run record for not only for the Yankees, but for the American league. And depends on what your thoughts are on steroids at breaking maybe the entire MLB record. Um, but you know, doing it, passing Babe Ruth, passing Roger Maris is awesome. Doing it in the same inning as Garrett Cole breaks the Yankee striker record. And he has 257 strikeouts, which is this year's major league leading uh, strikeout King. So pretty impressive. These two guys on the same team, the same inning did it in the Yankees illustrious history. So they get both the, uh, the big, the good goat of the week the bad goat and i hate keeping it wait local. wait wait i gotta interrupt because i have to say oh again God. what here i said go. earlier in the week what here we go what i'm just I'm, have I'm, i not been pro yankees about this I, yeah i've been anything but okay consistent i hate the yankees all right i dislike them almost as much as i'm sure red sox lover kevin hench hates the yankees uh i would hate to be a yankees fan because if it's the same as i've always said it's the same as having an a-plus student if the kid comes home with a B plus, 
It's a it's a disaster. I wouldn't want that. And at the start of every spring, my team wins it all, or it's a, it's a horrible year. That wouldn't be fun. Now, what is fun is if you're a Yankees fan. I don't understand the curmudgeons that don't think it's cool. So the American League has three guys, one, two, three, who have led the league in home runs in single season. The all-time leaders in that are on the same team. That's cool. I think that's, I hate the Yankees, but it's still a cool thing if you're a fan of that team. And two, these weirdo spoiled 21st century fans, Hench, who are bellyaching about when they go split screen. I'm watching college football. I didn't have baseball on. All right, it's a bit of history. And by the way, you know what? I like sports. You know what else I like? TV. You know what else I like? Sitting in a bar that has multiple TVs. And when the TV has one f- sport on there and another sport on over there, I like it. What are we complaining about? So they split the screen for a couple of minutes and show us a couple of sports at one time. Oh, I, don't know. I don't like it. I don't like what's What's wrong with you? Grow up. Well, the greatest example of that is you're watching... Uh- Rockets Knicks in the NBA Finals, yes. right? And your screen gets compressed to just watch a white Bronco driving through the streets. Now that like, was bad, right? I didn't sign up for this. Uh, I just want to chime in, you know, while we're confessing, because I, I really do think that was brave of you, Sheck, to say you thought the Panthers were going to be decent this year. I, I, I didn't say good. Trouble. I, I got, I got in trouble uh, with. With my Red Sox text chain, uh, because I admitted I like Aaron Judge, I I I, I don't I don't I don't hate him with the um, constitutionally obligated hate white hot hatred that you're supposed to have for every Yankee, and I started feeling bad for him lugging this family around not just the country but other countries. This international tour, I have to take these people with me who are probably rooting against me, let's face it, honestly. You know, so I started, I expressed some sympathy for Aaron Judge. And of course, as you can imagine, that Red Sox text chain was like, you're getting soft, you're losing it. And then he hits the home run. They're like, this is your fault. This is your fault for (laughs) dropping your vigilance. It's only our hatred that is keeping him from hitting home runs. So I was happy for the guy, you know. I, I, I've, uh, I've been, I've been uh, put on probation from Red Sox Nation for, for being happy for Aaron Judge. Horribly uncomfortable too on the human level. You're exactly right, Hench. I find I, I, I have, you know, I like to talk into a microphone, but in real life, I, I find myself awkward, and therefore one half of every conversation is by definition awkward. Imagine, like. You're the son of a guy, and so like we're it's it's like meeting somebody from the same state as you in California when, when you're out here in California. Like, where are you from? Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania too. Like, wow, how about that? And then like there's another 15 seconds of uh, of mutual recognition of like we have nothing to build upon here just because we're from the imagine Roger Maris Jr. and Aaron what the hell do those two guys have to talk about and yet they were forced to interact with each other for like the last month oh horrific stuff spaghetti go ahead now your go to the week 
Uh, so as I was saying, the my my bad goat of the week, and I, I don't want to keep this uh, super local, but I guess this game will be nationally televised since it is in London. But the Giants-Packers game, Kadarius Tony, if there ever was a time for him to come back and show that he is a playmaker, you know, the reason why they drafted him, it would be this week versus a way more potent offense in the Packers and the Chicago Bears um, with the injury to Kenny Galladay, although he's not doing too much, with the injury to second-round pick Wondell Robinson. I mean, Daniel Jones doing everything he can. He's throwing the ball to Richie James and David Sill. I mean, you got to give this guy a break. And, uh, you know, it's one thing when you're playing the Bears because you can control that game on the ground as Saquon did, but not the same thing with the Packers. If you ever wanted to come back and really be, uh, you know, help this offense, improve this offense and improve your value, even if you want to leave the Giants, you cannot like you have to show something on the field. He's a full participant in practice yesterday. Today, the day that we're recording is Thursday. Now, all of a sudden, limited in practice or did not practice because of the same hamstring. This guy makes no sense. Again, when he's on the field, he is a as good as it gets uh, in those three games last year we all remember you know 10 11 catches looked electric but the biggest reason why he is the bad the, the 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 bad goat of the week it's just because where the Giants drafted the Giants had the 11th pick they traded to the Bears for Justin Fields pick number 12 Micah Parsons pick number 13 Rashawn Slater I mean some really good guys there and the Giants were fine with trading down they took him and now they're always going to be looking at that draft pick saying what could have been for this guy who's barely on the field for them when you you need to get him on the field to help out Daniel Jones because he's throwing to some absolute scrubs right now you know this is a crazy coincidence do you know do you know the Latin word for goat I do not. It's Kadarius. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> I don't know how you can – like. I mean like aren't you, aren't you in dangerous territory there? Like if he's actually hurt, aren't you tiptoeing up to scumbag? Like if, you know, if he was a full participant and then tweaked it, I don't know. Like it's like if he's hurt, he's hurt. I, I, do you think he's – I mean he's not, he's not like holding out. He's not quiet quitting. I don't know. I think it's – from everything I've read and listened to, it seems like, you know, it's he definitely had a minor injury. But, again, this is weeks ago. Like, he's been out for the last three weeks. So he had a minor in- injury weeks ago, like, does not need surgery. Uh, I think it's one part a little bit of an injury. I think it's one part he does not want to play here. And I think it's also one part of, like – this coaching staff, this new regime, Dable and Shane in the front office, just like this guy is a real, you know, you know, piece of work and they don't want anything to do with them. So everyone across the board, is just like, you know, he hates the Giants. Giants probably hate him, but he also may be slightly injured. And it's just the worst scenario right now. I love David Sills. Like, hey, I'm ready to go, coach. I am ready to go. We know, Dave. We know you're ready to go, Dave. Like, God, <laughs> David God. Sills is not the name of a football player. He, Definitely well, not. Nor, a nor the production of a football player. You're like the practice squad guy gets gets promoted. They're they're <laughs> playing, they're, they're playing the, the bitter rival Cowboys, and he just wipes out on the cut. He does what we would all do on our first cut, and just falls down for the game ending <laughs> game ending pick. Uh, uh, poor guy. Um, all right, let me give you, oh, well, you know what? Let's pick that game while, while it's on our mind here in London, Packers laying eight, Hench, how say you? Okay. So, so fresh off my, uh, Brian Hoyer, you know, the, the, the Packers are going to win 41 to three when you said astutely, the Patriots never get blown out. Uh, you're out of your mind. So I was wrong. I was out of my mind. Um, I am laying that big number again in London, 
Um, mostly because of what Spaghetti just said, like you need something to move the ball. Like you need, you know, you can't, it's one thing to weather the Chicago bears. Uh, The Packers are, are not what they're going to be, but I think what you can see sort of evolving is, you know, the, the young weapons are good, but they're going to get better. And so I just think this will be that week where they move up a little bit, win by double figures. Giants are not going to score a ton of points. Um, you know, if if uh, Aaron Rodgers can steer clear of the ayahuasca bars in in uh, Covent Gardens, uh, they, they, they'll cover that that number. Spaghetti, how say you? You know, the Giants' pass defense. Uh, look at the numbers now. They're not they're not bad. They're they're having a pretty good year. Uh, still believe they're hovering around top ten. Uh, but you know, it's, it's still Aaron Rodgers, the difference of Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields. I I think they will be in this game. I kind of like the under, I think it's around like 41 right now because uh, I don't think they'll score a ton of points on the giants. Again, like the, you know, Adore Jackson's having a great year. Uh, Aziz Ojolari back with Kayvon Thibodeau. They played very, very well yesterday And the giants, you know, the best graded player in football is Andrew Thomas at left tackle. Um, so, you know, Saquon was awesome versus the bears whose defense isn't miserable, the, the Giants just need to convert when they're in the red zone. So the eight is kind of enticing. Uh, I I would say right now because Wandell Robinson is ten, he's he's questionable. If Wandell Robinson plays, I like the Giants getting the eight. If he does not play, I'll say right now the Packers may win Ooh. this game by more than touchdown. A lot of pressure to put put on the rook who's barely been out on the field. Um, if I saw this stat correctly, and maybe my eyes were hazy and it was late at night last night. But I swear I saw the stat that this is the first game in London history between two teams with winning records. I, I, that can't be right, can it? That I mean, just the, the math doesn't allow for it. If it is, kudos to you, London. <laughs> that's a, that's the, this is the, by definition then the best game you'll see uh, that you will have seen uh, since we started playing those games over in London. All right. My, uh, I'll start with my goat of the week. And uh, my goat is, first of all, the guy who ran out onto the field and now is suing Bobby Wagner um, for belting him. But really, it's Bobby Wagner who needs to be taken to task. If you're going to get sued and have to do deal with all this hooey and applesauce, at least you should have gotten your money's worth. You should have knocked this guy out cold kind of half-heartedly put a shoulder into him. I think it's the pro football rule book that he was trying not to deliver a headshot to um, a defenseless receiver or whatever, and it got confused or whatever. That's Bottom literal- line, bad work, Bobby Wagner. You, sh- you should have really sent the message, not just to him, but to all fans, stay off the field. That's an interesting question. You know, like the Geneva Convention only applies to battlefield combatants like you have to actually be in the war so I, when we invaded <laughs> afghanistan it was like oh we can do whatever we want to the taliban because they don't have uniforms so bobby wagner could have targeted the guy's temple oh no 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 you're not covered by our rule book uh the way the niners defense was flying around he he should have been he's happy he wasn't on dre greenlaw's side of the field he would still be hospitalized i can't wait for the for this to get laughed out of court and 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 for this guy to have to pay bobby wagner's legal expenses it does remind me of raising arizona outside the trailer uh when nick cage's boss shows up in the neck brace 
and trying to spit. <laughs> you will be, you know, when he comes to claim the baby. Like I'm not a, I'm not a tough man. When Nick Cage is out there, <laughs> gets suing him on top of it. Um, my my goat of the week, though, no big surprise. It's Hollywood phony John Hamm himself. Oh, and you won it this year. Yeah, we got to kick out uh, a guy who got a little salty when we did. He was it was an unexpected, uh, unexpected loss for for our friend Dave Damashek who uh, who got bounced. But uh, he'll be back next year. Will I? Will I be back? You don't go and air my dirty laundry to Peyton and Eli. One, they don't care. And two, what are you? You're trying to make your name off of my back? Come on, Ham. Grow up. You're right? famous. Check your famous uh, Hall in of Famous. You're, you're, uh, that was, I got to say, um, that was the, the greatest moment of my television viewing life, sending a text to uh, Jamie Horowitz and then having Peyton actually tee ham up for that story. So fantastic. What an outrage. What, what, what kind of you love it. Guys? You love it. You're, you're no, an ego. I don't. I don't love it. I don't like the whole sordid affair. I'm over. Fantasy football is for nerds. Enjoy it. Go spit is what I say to all is. Now, my goat of the week. I don't even know where to, to put this one. One, Kenny Pickett, the rook. I don't know if you heard um, if it made news outside of Pittsburgh. But, dude, he's starting now over Mitch Trubisky. He's starting his first go-round up in Buffalo <laughs> against Josh Allen. Steelers plus 14, a historic number, the biggest dog that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been since 1970. Can you imagine? The second biggest uh, um, dog they've ever been was Super Bowl 30. Of all the games that they played, it was in the Super Bowl against the, the Troy Aikman Cowboys. Um, and uh, as you may or may not recall, they lost by 10 in that one and really could have won that game were it not for Neil O'Donnell and Larry Brown hooking up a couple of times. in the <laughs> Larry Brown's there. Cowboys. Now Kenny Pickett takes to the microphone. He does the thing. And listen, I'm all for not allowing quarterbacks or, or anyone else in pro football to survive on cruise control. You can't just, oh, everybody thinks we're an underdog, but we don't think we're an underdog. Well, like, yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, you, you understand the circumstance, don't you, Ken? You, you get what the score is. And by the way, Kenny acceptable for a student athlete, even as the leader, even as the quarterback. You can be Kenny. Now you're in the pro. Got to go, Ken Pickett. If you're gonna if you're gonna earn the respect of your of your peer group, I think you got to go, Ken Pickett. Next, so he floats that. I we're not underdogs. We don't think Von Miller though. Then takes up. Was it his own podcast, Eddie Spaghetti, or was he on somebody else's show? Yeah, he, he was on what? Twitch, I believe, playing video games. He's on Twitch, and here's this quote. And he said, when he hears what Pickett said, he said, who thinks you're underdogs, bud? Nobody said, what? Stop it, Kenny. Stop it, Kenny. Don't try to get crazy on us, man. Just come in and play the game. No one knows about point spreads. I mean, I think our existence (laughs) by by itself disproves that, that some people know that they're an underdog. What are we talking about? Von Miller doesn't know they're an underdog? I think this is a new level of weirdness from the nobody outside our locker room believes in us to pretending like being a heavy favorite is not a thing and that you don't understand why you are a favorite or an underdog. What gives here, Hedge? And what would dictate nobody believing in you except being an underdog? I don't like, I mean, obviously these guys, 
Uh, these guys are busy on Sundays, so they're not seeing the wall-to-wall uh, Peyton Manning for Caesars, Jamie Foxx for MGM Bet, uh, Kevin Hart for DraftKings. They, maybe they're unaware that the entire planet operates on point spreads. I don't know. How could this have missed them? And poor Kenny Pickett, I guess, doesn't he doesn't know how to access the standings page on ESPN.com. Like, yeah, of course you're huge underdogs. And as big as that number is, I'll lay all that lumber uh, uh, with going up to going up to that house of horrors for young Mr. Pickett, whatever his first name is. By the way, uh, 13, correct me if I'm wrong, 13 passes still hasn't had one hit the ground, correct? That's what they say, yes. 10 for 13 with three picks. Uh, you don't want to have the last name Pickett. When if you have six interceptions after your first two games, this well, that was in the same era. They they overlapped in the glorious pit era. You had Pickett at quarterback and blew it as uh, your place kicker. That was that was a <laughs> dynamic duo that the that the uh, Panthers had going. So there. It, it's funny because you know SVP was speculating that they would they would send Trubisky to the Wolves. And then, you know, make the move in a, in a slightly more advantageous situation. Uh, it's kind of ballsy to just the baptism by fire. Like, all right, you're our guy. We're going to learn a lot about you. But I, again, I, I just think the roster disparity, you know, whatever, whatever Ken Pickett's future is, uh, we, we know what the present is for those two teams. By the way, Pretty huge day for those of us who have Jets over five and a half wins, Steelers under seven and a half wins. Well, you know what? As a great empath who doesn't just think about himself, I think about Jets fans out there. And as I have repeatedly said this week, I'd be a little vexed if I were a Jets fan that the takeaway was how Kenny Pickett played and obsessing over a couple of throws he made in the second half. When in the fourth quarter, boy, Zach Wilson gave you a lot of reason to get excited. You know, Joe Douglas is putting together a winner there. He's putting, you know, he's really fleshed out that roster, but good in a relatively short amount of time. By the way, we talked about it with Matt Money Smith, who's the voice of the Chargers and works with Daniel Jeremiah, Joe Douglas's best pal. And we, dug in a little bit on the Chargers, Jets, and beyond in pro football. So go back and listen to that one. But um, obviously the essential piece is the quarterback. And if they got that right, the Jets are going to be good. And they're going to be good starting next season because they got to figure out the offensive line at some point this year or get healthy there. But I think by 2023, they're going to be a factor in that division. And that, by the way, it is a a crazy uh, that these things seem like they could conceivably happen the exact same week there have been indications that Tom Brady has seen his best days and how and maybe made a mistake coming back and that the Patriots were that that the facade that Tom Brady created obscured that Bill Belichick is good but not you know an all-time he's not the greatest head coach of all time it was in it was owed in some part to Tom Brady being there you know if Brady I could see him losing to the Falcons this week and it's a mess and it's ugly. And I'm sure he is regretting because of all the stuff about his personal life in the newspaper. And otherwise it's kind of gross. So that's happening down in Florida. And at the same time, if Bill Belichick, and I don't care if it's Bailey Zappi or what, if they lose at home to the Detroit lions, that's the end of the Belichick mystique, right? 
<laughs> that's it. I mean, that's it. Then they're, then they're one and four and going nowhere, and it's done. It's over. I know you called for it in the prep, but I mean, for real. I, as I always say, I have Stockholm syndrome. They're, they're not, they're not just going to ask for the the six rings uh, with New England. They're going to take the, the the ones with the Giants away. It's all been a mirage. I know. I'm not saying he's a bum. I'm not. I, I didn't say that. But but I think we can agree that that would be the the takeaway is. It's over for the Belichick Patriots this 20-year window. There were still indications, oh, Mac Jones, look, he did it. Look, he, he transitioned well, into another guy and Mac Jones, and, he had, and, and he's gotten look, worse. Anybody, we, we said he'd get worse. Anybody who listened during the summer knew that uh, under eight and a half was the bet. Obviously, you know, that that's going to come through. And uh, I, I don't think, I just don't think it diminishes the body of work for Belichick. I don't, I don't see it as this binary thing of like, it has to be one guy or the other who is doing it. Obviously Belichick's a defensive guy. Brady's an offensive guy. That's what made them the best team having a coach on the field when you have the ball and, and being a defensive genius when, when the other team has the ball, I, I like the lions. I, I can't, I, I like them getting a field goal. They move the ball up and down the field. They have the most points in the NFL. Uh, I, I think, you know, you, you, you just – the Lions have a much better offense than the Patriots. That That's, I think, clear. And uh, it's funny, this little this little golf renaissance that's happening. I know he threw the pick six against, against the Seahawks. But, you know, remember when he – like that shootout with Mahomes, the, the Rams, Chiefs, like that game where it was mm-hmm. like – it's a pinball game, and this guy's just as good. You better not give him the ball last. And it's like I, I'm watching these throws. I mean, he didn't have his best receivers last week. They still put up 45. Like, he's not a bum. And uh, uh, Zappy, notwithstanding, I don't – I just don't – it seems weird to me that you also get a field goal if you take the Lions this week. Uh, that seems easy. Just to hop back real quick because you, I agree with everything you said about the Jets. Um I like the Jets uh, getting that field goal at home against the Dolphins. Um, the, the, you know, I don't know if it was one of you guys, but who actually said the, the way those Dolphins receivers run, that, that Teddy Bridgewater would be better than Tua. I, I don't know if it was one of you guys, somebody who knows a lot about this stuff. And then when he came in against the Bengals and he threw the one really great deep ball to Tyreek and there, there was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, Teddy, the gloves fault. They lost that game, but you know, I, I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Uh, if, if Teddy's the QB, I just think the jets are good. They're, they're wow. good. They're good on their way to very good. Agree. Except that I got the dolphins this week going in there and it shows the steady hand of Teddy B will loom larger than it will in even most weeks. It's a great, um, a great luxury to have to be able to turn to Teddy B, um, play and distributor point guard to the speed that they have on offense, the Dolphins. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Caesar, Cleo, the Mannings, Henrik Lundqvist, and now yours truly, yes, minus three, is now a proud member of the Caesars empire. 
And you know what it is that sets Caesar Sportsbook and Casino apart from all the others? It's the perks. This is the only sports betting app with Caesar's rewards. So every time you place a bet, win or lose, you get reward credits, which you can use towards game tickets, bonuses, experiences, free stays at iconic Caesars destinations, and more. And your very first bet, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. So download the app, use promo code CZRFULL, Caesar Full. And go full Caesar this season. Oh, and Caesar Sportsbook and Casino plays by the rules. They comply with all the legalities of the sports betting world. So here comes the lengthy, unabridged, national, responsible gaming disclaimer. 21 and older, 19 and older in Ontario must be physically present in in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Iowa, Kansas, uh, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York. Ontario and Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling. Problem. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, PA. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or in West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117, 1-800-270-7117, New York, 877-H-O-P-E-N-Y, Ontario. You can visit C-O-N-N-E-X-O-Ontario.ca. And in Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Very quickly, let me give you my goats of the week. Um, Jesus, I thought I could you, all, you did like... I like could give my goat. How many, how many I told you, I told you, I... I told you I had multiple ones. Now listen, or I'm going to put you, I'm going to make you a go to the week. And then I'm going to take out the hand Solo Edition Blaster. Then you'll really mind your P's and Q's after that. 
Don't make me do it. Now, listen, I could I could make Sal my goat of the week. His Cowboys are coming to town to play the Rams, and he's not going out to see them. But I'm not going to make him my goat of the week. Instead, Sal is at least gets a nomination for goat of the week because he pointed out that were Amari Cooper still on the Cowboys, we would have three Coopers on the field at one time. You would have the Cooper Rush and Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper, which is great because when the Rams played the Cowboys back in the late 70s, the Cowboys had Drew Pearson and Preston Pearson on the field at the same time, but they were unrelated. At the same time, they were playing a defense that had Jack Youngblood and Jim Youngblood on it. Two white guys, both on defense, unrelated. That's the greatest one of those kind of uh, nominal weird uh, things uh, that happens, and, and, and I like it very much. But my goat of the week, my proper goat of the week, I feel a little bit like somebody who, you know, is hooked on smack or something because I'm resentful of it on some level, but it's football. I don't, I don't want to have it, you know, hooked this deep into my veins, but it is what it is. And I find myself now, I, I question like, isn't football going to feel a little less special if it's on, not just on Monday nights, but Sunday night, every Thursday, and now college football with Wednesday nights and everything else. I find myself just wondering what to do to fill the hours on Tuesdays now. Like, what What the hell? There's no football on? What am I going to do? I, I'm jonesing for it. Give me some pigskin. I'll watch Maryland play Texas Tech. I don't give a crap who's playing. Actually, that wouldn't be a terrible game, although uniform-wise it would. But anyhow, you get my larger point. Go to the week. Football. I tip my hat to you. Uh now, is it a good goat because it's awesome like fentanyl or a bad goat because it's it's ruining your life? I can't. Well, I'll let you know. I'll let you know Sunday night after we see what happens in Buffalo. In Buffalo. If, well, if it's, it's if it's funny. 58 to two, then it, then it then it's a bad it's thing. It's so funny you mentioned, you know, how, how football gets so deep in our veins, because I I had a very acute um condition this this Sunday it was very very uh, PTSD reminiscent we all grew up on the east coast um when you grow up on the east coast and the late game ends not the late late game but just the 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 regular the four o'clock game ends when you grow up on the east coast in the fall when the late game ends it's dark out I mean that's one huge emotional advantage to living in Los Angeles. So true. So, so true. When you're so what would happen is you'd watch football all day. You're let's say you're 11 years old. You watch football all day. You haven't done your homework for sure. You didn't do it on Saturday. You know, like you haven't done homework. Then what are we, nerds. What, I mean, what nerds of a is, certain stripe, so right? The distraction. There was no Sunday night game. The distraction of the fentanyl, the football that you've been consuming all day is gone. Then the the most brutal, brutal part of it all, the 60 minute stopwatch tells you literally how many seconds you have left on your weekend furlough before you have to go back to the prison yard that is school. Like, so I still get caught in those Sunday night moments where I'm like, I feel so sad and crappy on Sunday nights, like, but it's still light. It's light out in LA, but it is deep in me. So when you were talking about how deep football has the hook in you, I was thinking about those, those Sunday night blues from when we were kids, especially 
And I think this is what did it to me on Sunday because I had no expectations for the Patriots. Then they created expectations during the game. One first down, they would have kicked the field goal, won the game, couldn't pull it off. And then you just feel like I am a bug. I am an insect. I am a worthless husband and father and citizen. What have I done? And it just it just took me back to childhood immediately. I hear you. And that's why all the gifts that football gives us every year. Um, the To me, its greatest gift is when the sun goes down on summertime and it's time to go back to school. At least there's football. That, I, that, that it's the only thing. I, it's, I, I don't know what the, the, the depression would have been in its fifth decade by now, were it not for football <laughs> offsetting to some degree, at least the return to school, which was a nightmare. And as you say, I still get a cold chill. I, I'm back to school nights. When I go into the school and I get that smell, I don't know what that's owed to the books, I guess, whatever it creates that eternal smell in schools. I, I really do. I get like, I get the cold chill and I get, I get uneasy and I feel sick. And I think these poor children, thank, thank goodness. It's just them and not me at this point. All right. Hey, let's get to our, quick, go ahead. Cause we've, we've given out our picks. Um, you know, I think I just saw a headline that president Biden is, is gonna, um, release a bunch of marijuana convictions. Like just, you know, like, go, oh, Hey, it's legal now. Right. This is ridiculous. These guys are in jail. With that in mind, because I'm looking at your clever name, you named yourself Arch Leister. Uh, given given that everybody is doing commercials for gambling now, do we maybe just owe Arch Leister an apology? Like, hey, buddy, you were actually a visionary. You you were the, you you were a leader. You were a leader in the the American uh, idea of betting money you don't have. You're one of the Boy. first. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I was thinking with Von Miller, like, I don't know what a point spread is. Did somebody disseminate like uh, an email or otherwise saying like, just pretend that you've never heard of a point spread because it doesn't work out if you do acknowledge that such things exist. And you know what? That's a bad actor on Von Miller's part. May The million dollar idea is somebody's got to hire Arch Schleister. To be their to be their uh, their gambling guru, right? Yeah, here we go. Arch Leister Spaghetti was a high end uh, All American um, Ohio State QB who was projected to be a big pro football star, but things didn't work out for him. He did play for the Indianapolis Colts. People don't remember this when they went to Indianapolis. They wore for the first couple of years they wore silver pants with their white helmets. Awful, irredeemable. Pat Patriots back. That's great news. We'll review that on the other side of the weekend, though, once we get our eyes on it and can fully drink it in and see what it means against those Detroit Lions. Maybe it gives them a boost. Now, let's get to our picks of the week here. Hench, do you want to go with your favorites on the board or do you want to work our way through the high-end pro football games? Well, I'll just throw out my 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 okay. favorite of, of favorites. Um, I, I don't know why... Given watching both teams, I don't know why the Seahawks are getting five and a half against the Saints. Like, the, I, I mean, I, I just watched um, uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett presenting real problems for defenses. Rashad Penny ripping off these crazy 50-yard runs. And, like, 
is Geno Smith decent? They're moving, you know, the, the Saints played well in London against the Vikings, but I know I got it at five and a half. I think it might be five now, but I, I like that Seahawks uh, uh, getting those points, uh, even the money line. Uh, that just the, the Saints are a very flawed team. I thought they would be much better than they've turned out to be. Um, and so that one jumped off the board at me. I agree. Now, people who are throwing dirt on the Saints, it's not a small detail that Jameis Winston and Alvin Kamara have been. Um, non-factor so far they can get better but I, I I'm with you on that you know it's it's because it's confirmation bias people decided the Seahawks weren't going to be good and so they just are waiting for the other shoe to drop there but Geno Smith is one thing he probably comes back to earth a little bit but they have the building blocks that lead to success which is you know they have finally devoted high draft picks and otherwise to to building up the offensive line and they have those nice big corners that Pete Carroll likes I don't think they're a garbage team and I expected them to be just abject junk this year so but I, I'm with you on that pick go ahead uh who's well go just go down the list I'll I'll, I'll chime in as as you all right I told you Packers laying eight I ready to take the bills but two touchdowns it's a historic number against the Steelers but it's just a bad number in a pro football game um to assert one team is that much better than another Mike Tomlin has a knack of showing up I also think that for the long term of the Steelers that they're going to keep Kenny Pickett in there and they're going to keep on slinging they're not going to be like spin the clock game's over just get this thing done with and let's get on the airplane they're going to say to the kid let's get him as many reps as we possibly can that leads to backdoor score and I think the Bills uh, I I like uh, the Steelers plus 14 there not suggesting you should take them on the money line Um, Chargers laying three in Cleveland it now the Geno Smith thing is one is one fact. High end, high pedigree guy who things didn't break right for over the course of his career. Jacoby Brissett is not that. How many times do you need to see Jacoby Brissett start for a team, play a couple of good games, and you say, "Boy, Jacoby Brissett, better than I thought." At some point, he comes back to earth, or defenses figure out what he's doing in that offense, and then they take it away, and he has no ability to adjust. That will happen against the Chargers. Chargers on the road. Browns are going to be two and three. The uh, the Ravens. And the Bengals, one of those two teams, is going to be two and three, which is why I'm so sick. The Steelers can't just be two and two because the division title could be in play in that mediocre division. Hence, your pick, Bengals at the Ravens. Ravens lay in three. Okay, first of all, and I'm still angry at the Chargers for you know making me look so dumb picking them to win the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know what's wrong with that team, but like when when you're blowing out the Texans. It, you can't come down to the fourth quarter where you need to have get a first down or the Texans are going to be driving to win the game. Like, I, there's no killer instinct on that team. I, I don't disagree with what you say about Brissett, but uh, I'm I'm uh, I've gone the other way on the Chargers. Like, I don't I don't understand it. They're traveling. I just I just think there's going to be a ton of chub, and I I like the Browns uh, getting a field goal at home. Um, Ravens likes the sound of that. Ravens Bengals is uh, is spaghetti shakes his head at that. I I I wasn't good. It wasn't thought out. I'm sorry. I would have reacted, but I didn't hear it. Um, Ravens Bengals. So the Ravens have lost two games. They should have won. You don't not you're you don't go through a 17 game schedule where it's like you have a big lead in every game there're going to be games that you should lose you know so so they're 
this feels to me like, first of all, I think it, you know, and, I, and the Dolphins showed it, um, obviously the Tua thing, but like, I don't think it's a ton of fun to play the Bills. I just don't think it, I think that it's, you know, that you limp through the week um, after you play that super physical team on offense, you know, in defense, they just, they're, 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 I think they're the best team in the league. Um, I'll, you so, know, what's funny. I have to interrupt you very quickly. Cause I was just on with my, uh, my weekly appearance with the Steelers ever heard of them. Um, and we were talking about the bills and it's funny. If you really analyze the pieces, Stefan Diggs is, is high end, but him, you know, obviously a major factor. Once you get past that, man, there's not a lot on that offense to get excited about. Even fully healthy, the offensive line is fine. The the pieces behind Stephon Diggs are fine. It's all about Josh Allen being another worldly talent, which is fine. Yeah. So it works out for the Ravens with Lamar Jackson too. But I think this thing about like, oh, best roster. No, no, it's the superstar QB that's making it go. Just, yeah, just to point they that out. They have some playmakers on defense. Um, but on so, defense, but back, yes, I'm talking offense. Go back, back to the Ravens uh, and Bengals. Um, so, you know, the, the Bengals not as bad as they started. And the Ravens at this point have to be like, man, we've given a couple away. So I like the Bengals plus the field goal going in there uh, in another dogfight. The Ravens don't seem to have any capacity to put the knockout punch on people. And it, I mean, that Thursday night game against the Dolphins, which was overshadowed by the two injury, it did look like the Bengals were figuring some stuff out. You know, I, they, they, they did look a little bit more like the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. So I, I, I like the Bengals in that game. Um, I think it's hilarious that, that you're, you're already frustrated. Your pay, your Steelers are going to go six and 11. You're going to be like, if they just won that game and they just won that game. Maybe yeah. I will be skunk and maybe the Patriots will be five and 12. How about that? So, by the way, maybe the best bet on the board on Sunday is the Bungles Ravens total over 48 and a half, right? Come on. What are we talking about? Who's stopping anybody in that game? That, that well, I got burned. Like- I got burned last week with the same thinking over 50.5. Uh, the conditions I think did, did me in it. Uh, the, the Ravens bills was over 50.5. And I'm like, this guy, that's going to be the third quarter. They're going to be, be in the mid fifties. Uh, but uh, it was a pretty sloppy game. So it, love it, the it, under, by the way, uh, that your, your uh, Niners pick love the under in that game. That's a big reason why I think the Carolina Panthers have a shot in it. Under 39 is the total on that one. Awfully slight. And I still think it's too many points. Agreed. Agreed. And, but, but I think the best play, the best of the week, Rams laying four and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. Did you hear what I said about Jacoby Brissett? Times five for Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. It's a fun story, but you know, Cinderella, it's about to strike midnight. Get him out of there already. ASA and P got to get back to the superstar Dak. Uh, And by the way, here's the, here's, here's the math. Talk about recency bias. The Niners beat up the Rams Boy, that Rams offense just can't get going there. Niners now going to go out to Carolina and beat up on poor Bake. He doesn't have a chance. It's all predicated, and I get it, based on what we just saw uh, a few nights ago. But the Rams' defense can dominate as well, and they get Cooper Rush this week. I'll take Matt Stafford against the great pass rush of the Cowboys in Los Angeles I think the Rams in October now get it going. I think they were a little cavalier, defending champs, week one, not the end of the world. 
They're going to they're gonna start getting right now, and they're going to start dominating a little bit. Aaron Donald and company coming into their house. It's all about the Cowboys defense. I think that there's enough dignity and pride with Aaron Donald on down to, to show that Jalen Ramsey can take care of Cooper Rush and whoever he's targeting. I love First that. First of all, and a half. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. Okay. First of all, what does coming into their house mean? I know it's meaningless. I I just mean that coming Aaron Donald's very proud of their, like this is our house. I don't mean he thinks the know, fans are coming into necessarily. their coming into their very welcoming house where there will be more Cowboys fans, even oh, though yeah. Sal's not taking his kids to the game. Like, which is crazy. I don't know. There may be details that I understand, but I just think the details are that it takes an hour and a half to get out of there after the game. Which yeah, you'll talk insane. about my Cowboys victory with your boys, but so obviously the Rams showed us nothing in the late game against the Niners uh, that made us think they're ready to lay points against anybody. And while the Cowboys defense, no defense is as good as the Niners defense, but the Cowboys defense does pressure the quarterback and does make big plays. And so I don't, I don't see an obvious uh, advantage uh, there with, with, with Aaron Donald and his crew, um, what about Matthew Stafford versus Cooper Rush in the well, quarterback league? Does I mean, that matter? Know, I, 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 we're gonna we're gonna get into some blasphemy here, but you know, all quarterbacks um, are limited by their options, right? I mean, and so I think when when the Niners were like, "Hey, uh, you, you got to work Allen Robinson into this offense," and it's like, uh, "We can't." Uh, it, it just the, the the Rams' offense feels. So Cooper dominated. And, and I think you can take one thing away. You know, if that's what, if you say, we're going to, we're going to give you one-on-one over here until you figure it out. Um, and I think, I believe Cooper Rush is a good quarterback. I mean, watching that, that Giants game, all the, you know, I mean, it's obviously the same offense that Dak couldn't move the ball against the Bucks in week one, but everything looked so much crisper, the play action, moving the pocket, you know, very decisive. Um, so I, I feel like I, the gallops back, uh, the, the, the weapon, the Cowboys have more of a bigger variety of weapons than Stafford has with his guy. So um, no home field advantage and four and a half points. I love the Cowboys in that game. This is what Tom Brady's done to the brains of football fans for 20 years now. People like, you know, like, Cooper Rush, what's his pedigree? Where did he come from? Like, Tom Brady was a sixth-round draft pick. It's To summon the Eddie Murphy barber character in Coming to America, that's their one. That's your one. You have Tom Brady. That doesn't excuse Cooper Rush forever. It's not Cooper Rush is not destined to lead uh, the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. It is the Cinderella effect. They will catch up with him. He should do himself a favor and get off the field as soon as he can so he can sign uh, a, a many millions of dollar contract by some dumb GM who thinks, this guy, he can take us to the Super Bowl. Uh, 17 games in our offense? Love Cooper Rush. Someone will make that mistake. Don't be that guy, Jerry Jones, and encourage that to happen in your house. As soon as Dak's ready, put him in there. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Eddie Spaghetti, your best bets. Well, just to cap off that game, um, I'm also with Hench. I do like the Cowboys. They're getting closer to five and a half right now. Um, and the reasons Ooh. why I like them, too, is like you were Great. saying, there's no, there's really no home field advantage for the Rams. The uh, Cowboys' pass defense is great. And, um, you know, the Rams have done nothing to show me that they're going to be a great team this year. The 49ers completely destroyed them. There's just no run game. Darrell Henderson, Cam Akers not getting the job. Then they're calling up Malcolm Brown from the, the practice squad. Uh, they signed Allen Robinson, who's just a complete decoy. Everything is funneling through Cooper Cup. And I guess you could even say Tyler Higby last week a little bit, too. But I think the Cowboys defense will be ready to stop those guys. Um, to run through some of my, my best bets, the ones I feel confident about, we'll put my seal of approval on. Um, during this recording, a quick college football one. Uh, Texas A&M's quarterback, Max Johnson, broken bone in his throwing hand, out for probably the season. So Haynes King backup will take over. Uh, I believe as of the time of recording, Alabama's giving 24, 24 and a half points. Didn't really love Alabama before this. Now I absolutely do. I know Bryce, uh, Bryce Young's coming back off the shoulder injury, but I like Alabama in that game. Uh, you, and think the other- gonna, you think Saban's going to want to run it up? I think he's going to run it up, especially because the media was the media was getting on his case too, especially with that uh, that interview he did. I think he's going to they're going to win this game by thirty plus. Uh, They could be going going no huddle up thirty five in the fourth quarter. (laughs) I could definitely see that. I think it's going to happen. One bet I I really love and under under thirty nine, which is an absurd number to say under on, but it's forty niners Panthers and the Niners defense. We talked about a bunch in this pod. One of the best units in the league. The Panthers, I put you know put in the rundown a, a weird stat this year. They're the only team in the NFL that has not gained 300 yards in a single game. Uh, Baker Mayfield is not the guy. You know, obviously McCaffrey is a great piece, but he just hasn't really gotten it going. Uh, if they're not moving the ball, they're not going to score points. The Niners' offense isn't explosive anyway, so I, I still think you know they could win this game. The Niners, like I could see a 24 to like you know six win, some like ridiculous. And uh, so those are the ones I love. Uh, I other like games, too. I love that under 39. The, the one way you, you could get effed, you know, on either side of the actual pick six the Niners did get against the Rams, they had two other pick sixes that they dropped mm-hmm. that I could definitely see Baker Mayfield costing you that under uh, with multiple pick sixes. It's possible. By the way, Spaghetti, are you getting in on the Holy Bowl here? You got to do it. You're, you're Irish. You're playing BYU in, of all places, Sin City. It's the optimal place for these two schools to well, to conduct a i don't know why, if, why were you going to that game be, well it's i mean if i was gonna the whole story is if i was gonna go to vegas um there's an eddie vetter concert in vegas the night before and then the saturday would be the game <laughs> perfect and the tickets are expensive for both it would have been like a very expensive weekend and i just said i need and i just traveled so i'm like i'm, I'm kind of pooped i don't want to do that especially a notre dame team that's kind of struggling uh if i had to give a lean right now i know i said extra points i would have leaned byu I'm still reading stuff as we're going. I could uh, probably now lean closer to Notre Dame. They're getting Jared Patterson back is a little bit 
healthier, um, who's their best offensive lineman. And they're, the trends like this don't matter, but they're undefeated in Shamrock Series games. So um, they, they, they play up to the hype of this game. So I guess right now I do like Notre Dame, even though they're laying the field goal, field goal and a half. Um, just to round out the other best bets I like a lot. You talked a little bit about I, Wait, wait, wait. I just want to say I agree with you. Stats like that don't matter. <laughs> That's a great one. The Shamrock series. Yeah. What is, what is that? I didn't even know that was a thing. No, no. What are you talking about? Everyone. You, you, that's like. I didn't know that it was like a proper thing, but it's yeah, not just it against BYU, though, right? No, it's a series. It's just a game they pick. They have different uniforms. It's usually in a, in a different location on the road somewhere. Like they've done it in, I think, Chicago and a few other you know bigger cities. Okay. But it uh, is relevant. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll push back on that because in the because people always say Notre Dame does not win bowl games, so that matters, and people use that betting against them. So if they're undefeated, they're nine and zero or ten and zero in Shamrock Series games. That I think it does matter to an extent for this one. They're not playing in South Bend. They are on the road. But they're not going to be, you know, in, in Utah either. Um, we guys talked about the Lions-Patriots game. Lions are getting three points as of now. Uh, Jared Goff leading the NFL in touchdown passes or tied for the lead with 11. They have, Lions have the most total touchdowns, 18. That's two more than the Chiefs at 16. They're top five in pass offense. They're top six in rush offense. And even with the injuries to DeAndre Swift and potentially Amon Ross St. Brown, they still have enough uh, there on offense with Shark and Reynolds. Um, Goff has been great, and they're going to score a lot of points. I'm just not sure if the Patriots keep up with their scoring now i know the lines do give a lot of points on defense but their offense right now is potent so i do like them um getting three points on the road we talked about the seahawks uh saints game james winston did not practice today thursday is usually the day for a sunday game if you don't practice it means you're probably not going to play it does happen but it's not a good sign the Seahawks are getting five and a half points versus the saints um if james is out even though he's been erratic it's just bad news for the Saints. I like the Seahawks in this one. Let Geno Cook. He's been pretty good um, this season, obviously. And I think that is – and I also – oh, I didn't mention 49ers also giving six and a half points to the Panthers. I like the 49ers to, to cover that. Um, and I think that's pretty much it, what I really, really feel strongly about this week. I would say Falcons plus nine and a half, but if Kyle Pitts is out, he didn't practice today, I'd stay away from that because uh, I, I feel like sooner or later we're going to have a Kyle Pitts game, especially with Tom Brady dealing with a finger injury, Colby he retires on him you know a lot of injuries going on there all the off the field stuff obviously divorce lawyers but i, I this could be a tom brady like fu game so I, I will stay away from that one i i agree i keep saying it's stockholm syndrome i i, I can't bet against brady right now i don't know how he's going to react to all this ugly stuff that's going on off the field Go i ahead, just want to weigh in real quick on the shamrock series as we you know part of our job is to help our listeners get an edge get that inside information and uh i'm pretty sure mormon's don't drink at all, right? Can't That's, do caffeine either. Yeah, alcohol, caffeine. No so. yeah. Have, so. have, have Catholics been known to toss one back? Did Catholics <laughs> ever? I'm just saying, if you had to police 75 young men in Vegas, uh, you would rather have the Bad, guys right. who've already made the life choice not to drink, and then as opposed to to you know the the 75 future friends of bill no offense to your people and your religion uh spaghetti but vegas has got to be a nightmare for a head coach <laughs> you either you, you either say you guys are never leaving the hotel and having no fun you're not even going downstairs like how do you stay out of trouble in vegas what would be the point of going to vegas and staying out of trouble i i, I feel bad for these kids like Hey, I went to Vegas. What happened? They did not <laughs> let us. They did not let us off the floor. They had sentries at the elevator. We had no fun. 
Uh, so hopefully, I like when kids. Is, I like when the big reward for kids is like you get to go to a bowl game. You get a whole week in Shreveport. Like uh, Sin City would have been better. I also like it's kind of sort of like uh, when Dennis Rodman and Carmel Electra were in Vegas during the playoffs, and Michael Jordan's like, "I'll go, coach." I'll go chaperone that. Like, no, we need you. Same thing. Like, you know, Jim McMahon's like, hey, if I can be there for my cougar brothers, I am in. Like, stay away, Jimmy Mac. We don't want you. You're a bad influence on our kids, on our 27-year-old players. Um, all right. Excellent stuff as always. Great times, Kevin Hench. Go get them. Keep on dominating Hollywood. Maybe to offset what the Patriots are going to do against the Lions. Sheesh. All right, Eddie Spaghetti. Good luck to your rags this year. Got them penguins plus thirteen hundred or plus a thousand to win to win the conference this year. Go to the cup finals. I like that juice on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, either way, we'll be back after the sport. Oh, I'm stunned. I'm stunned you don't like the penguins to go to the conference that to, to the cup final. All right, listen, we'll be back after the sports weekend to try and make sense for you and tell you what's going to happen the following weekend. Until then, for Kevin Hench, Eddie Spaghetti, everybody else at the Extra Points Network. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>